Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. On the 17th of September, 1787, the delegates to the Constitutional Convention voted to approve the Constitution of the United States but it would not have effect until ratified by at least nine of the 13 states. During the efforts to gain ratification, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams had a correspondence about whether to include a Bill of Rights. Jefferson wrote in support of the Bill of Rights on 15th of March, 1789, quote, In the arguments in favor of a Declaration of Rights, I am happy to find that on the whole you are a friend to this amendment. The Declaration of Rights is, like all other human blessings, alloyed with some inconveniences and not accomplishing fully its object, but the good in this instance vastly overweighs the evil. This instrument forms us into one state as to certain objects and gives us a legislative and executive body for these objects. It should, therefore, guard us against their abuses of power. Experience proves the inefficacy of a Bill of Rights. This is true, but though it is not absolutely efficacious under all circumstances, it is of great potency always, and rarely inefficacious. There is a remarkable difference between the inconveniences which attend a Declaration of Rights and those which attend the want of it. The inconveniences of the want of a declaration are permanent, afflicting, and irreparable. They are in constant progression from bad to worse." So, from the founders themselves, we see obviously that the Bill of Rights of the Constitution is explicitly to let citizens defend themselves from the government. As Jefferson stated, the purpose of the First Amendments, the Bill of Rights, was to, quote, guard us against their, which is the government's, abuses of power, unquote. This is always important because governments tend naturally to grow in size, scope, and involvement in citizens' lives. But the founders of America sought to stop the government of the United States from doing those things. Amendment 10 states plainly that the government can go as far as the 17 enumerated powers granted in the Constitution and can go no farther, ever. In this way, the Constitution is a defense against leftism. Leftism is government power and involvement in citizens' lives and is ultimately, invariably, tyranny. Given these obvious facts about the Constitution and its purpose, we should not have to keep defending ourselves against overreaches by the government, but we do. And we are again. The First Amendment is under assault by the Biden administration, as most grotesquely proven in Biden's short-lived but still sought-after Ministry of Truth, which he 
called a disinformation board. And the Second Amendment is again under aggressive assault by the leftists in government. They know that the best way for them to have tyrannical power over us is to disarm us. And they keep lying so frequently that they have some foolish people believing that the Second Amendment has something to do with hunting animals for food. The Second Amendment is explicitly to, quote, guard us against the government's abuses of power, unquote. Among the despicable ploys of the leftists is to exploit murderous horrors for their own political power. Following a shooting in a school in May of 2022, leftists predictably blamed the inanimate object, the gun, rather than the mentally sick murderer. How ridiculous is the leftists' approach? It's just like this example. A murderous cretin drives his automobile into a crowd of people at an open-air shopping market. In response, suppose the suggestion was for all of you motorists who don't murder people with your vehicles to give up your vehicles anyway. How many have to die? The main difference in this example and the actual response they always have to murder by firearm is that there is no constitutionally specified right to own and maintain modes of transportation, but there is a constitutionally protected right to own and carry weapons to defend against leftist government, that is, tyranny. It is so explicit, it says, quote, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, unquote. The only legitimate way to change that is not to exploit murders to lie to citizens about the necessity for them to sacrifice the principle and the right to self-defense. No, the way to change it would be through constitutional amendment. If the leftist gun grabbers want to take a legitimate approach to reaching their goal of a disarmed and helpless population that the government can dominate, then they must propose and gain ratification for a constitutional amendment doing that. They know they would fail, so they always try illegitimate approaches instead. This should be no surprise since leftists constantly prove they have no decency and no morals. So they continue their ridiculous and dishonest arguments. For example, they transform the word assault, which is a verb or a noun, into an adjective. The word assault is defined as a verb, thus, to make a physical attack on. And the word assault is defined as a noun, thus, a physical attack. In no case is the word assault legitimately used as an adjective, but you've heard it illegitimately used as an adjective over and over again. The gun grabbers define many firearms as assault rifles, or more generally, assault weapons. But that is not only ridiculous, it is obviously meaningless. If one takes any object 
and physically attacks anyone else with it, then that object could be more appropriately called an assault object than generally using that word in reference to certain guns. And which guns earn that illegitimate and dishonest moniker? I don't know, and neither does anyone else. It could be any or all guns, really. Furthermore, the leftist gun grabbers continue to argue that making more laws that necessarily are redundant to existing laws will somehow make the lawbreakers finally obey. For example, in the school shooting, it is already illegal to possess a gun on school property. And it is, of course, already illegal to commit murder. But the leftists would have you believe that if you, who never violate either of those laws, would just let the government eradicate your Second Amendment protection that Jefferson stated so plainly was, quote, to guard us against their abuses of power, unquote, then the murderers would stop breaking the laws. You know their arguments are lies and they know it too. When confronted with the choice to secure schools against murderers, Biden said he was not interested in considering that. He only wants to disarm lawful citizens. So we know, without any doubt, that the leftist purposes are not for security of children, but just to expand their power as they pursue tyranny over you. When discussing problems, I like to highlight solutions. So the obvious question is, what is the solution to murder? Is it to disarm people? Well, that's a purely academic question until weapons are uninvented, which of course is not possible. Almost anything that can be used as a weapon in the hands of a murderer can be a murder weapon, obviously. And whatever those things are, they are inanimate objects that don't respond to any of our laws. So we must obviously focus on the person. We must deal with the actual problem that leads to murder. And that requires us to focus on the heart and on the mind. As President John Adams said, quote, We have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other, unquote. This is profound and I think beautiful, of course, but it should also be obvious. If our great experiment in self-governance has any chance to succeed, it requires that we do actually govern ourselves. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.